Amen. We're going to go before the word of the Lord. We're going to get into the word of the Lord today. Jesus wants to minister, amen, to us. Amen. I believe he has a word, amen, that he wants to speak uh, to us. Amen. And, and we're so excited about what he has in store today. Uh, Sister Ford, if you can just do me one quick, then that, that power strip right there, if you can just turn that button on, way we will keep power. And uh, that'll be greatly appreciated today. Amen. God is so good. And uh, uh, thank you for tuning in with us again. We want to invite you that if you haven't already, that you will, will, will comment. Amen. If something blesses you, something encourages you, type amen. Why don't you tag someone that you care about today? Start a watch party if you haven't already. Uh, like this, love this. Let's get the word of God out. Let someone be encouraged today. We are all dealing with various challenges and we can't spread enough hope. And the truth is, is this, is that Jesus Christ is the God of hope. And I believe that Jesus is going to minister to those watching live today and beyond as he ministers and speaks his word that's going to bring hope and peace to our life today. I'd like us to turn in our Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 18. We're going to read uh, the book of Proverbs. It's right after Psalms in your Bible. The book of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. We welcome those who are just tuning in. Just had a wonderful time of praise and worship unto the Lord. Man, I'm so thankful for his presence today. Again, if you're just connecting, amen, we invite you to connect with us uh, and, and by texting guests at 860 947 4599. You can also give at whlighthouse.com slash give. We're excited to be getting into the word of the Lord today. And again, we're going to read Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Praise God. If you're there, type amen. I know this is a new dynamic for many of us, but we're having church online and let's connect. Amen. I think let's let's get the comments going and let's encourage one another in the Lord in the comments. Let's have some fellowship as we as we receive the word of the Lord. The Bible says this in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I want us to just simply speak today on this subject. We're gonna continue on, on the theme that there is hope for your house hope for your house why don't you just put your hand on your heart and just look at somebody in the room next to you or amen type in the comments point to yourself and say there's hope for my house today come on that's it take a moment wherever you are wherever you're watching if you're in a room with somebody just just high five them and say there's hope for our house today there's hope for my house if you're in the comments type there's hope for my house today if you believe that Praise God. We're going to speak on this today. There is hope for your house. Why don't you pray? Let's pray together. We're going to pray and ask the Lord to have his way in, in the ministering of his word today. I believe God's going to give us victory and hope and strength. He's going to change the atmosphere of our homes today. And I know it's, it's in Connecticut, it's raining outside. But wherever you are, whether you're in state or in some other part of the country or the world, Today, I believe regardless of the climate on the outside, 
I believe the presence of the Lord is going to get very bright on the inside of our lives and our homes today. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for your goodness. Lord God, you are so faithful, Lord. We thank you that in your presence, there is fullness of joy. We thank you, Lord, that your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You have a plan, Lord Jesus, that is going to work out for our good, Lord. You have a plan that is going to lead us into victory and overcoming. And you're, Lord God, this fire that that is, Lord God, testing many lives around the world, Lord Jesus. It is your will that you bring us out of this like pure gold. Lord, I give you thanks. I pray your blessing upon every home, Lord God, that a deeper presence, Lord God, of your spirit would be in every home that's listening today. And we give you thanks and praise. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord. We're going to continue with this thought, hope for your house. The lives that we live and the words that we speak create an environment in our homes. The home, every home, has a spiritual atmosphere. Each of us as individuals have a spiritual environment that resides in us as a result of our thought life and the content that we take in with our eyes and with our ears. The content that we take in with our eyes and our ears, it affects our thoughts. And there is spiritual activity that happens in our lives as a result of the content that we take in with our eyes and with our ears. Amen. And we live in a spiritual world, whether we want to or not. Amen. Even those who say, I don't believe in anything, uh, Regardless of what you believe today, we live in a spiritual world. Uh, you know, our, it's commonly known as vibes. We, our world calls them vibes. But, but in, in actuality, they're not vibes. It, it's a spiritual climate. It's a spiritual atmosphere that each of us, amen, invite and nurture with the choices that we make and the content that we take in with our eyes and with our ears. The content that we take in with our eyes and with our ears, uh, it affects our hearts, it affects our thoughts, and it affects our speech. The content that we take in affects our spiritual environment and the spiritual environment of those around us, especially those who are in the same household. The more time we spend with somebody, the more they contribute to the environment in our lives. They bring their environment and it affects your environment. This is why families are so important to God. This is why your household is so important to God. Amen. The, whole, the household is the most important building block of society. It does not get more basic than the household. Towns are made of households. Cities are made of households. A state is made of households. A nation is made of households. 
Amen. The most important building block of society is the home. And so as the household goes, so goes society. And this is why Satan, our adversary, who desires to destroy our soul, desires so badly to influence the household. This is why also the Lord Jesus Christ, our God, who is Lord and King, he also desires to influence the household. God knows the impact of a household. In the enemy, the devil, Satan, knows the impact of a household. The words that we speak affect the household. The words that we speak affect our household. The words that we speak, I know I'm being redundant, but it's important that we understand what comes out of our mouth affects the climate of our household. Proverbs 18, 21, we read in our opening text, it says that death and life are in there, but it is the most powerful member of the body. It compares the tongue in its size to the human body and compares it to uh, the, the wheel, the helm of a great ship. The, the helm is such a small, uh, uh, the, the ship that it is leading and directing. However, when we, he meant that when that helm is turned this way and that way, it directs, it directs the entirety of that vessel. So is our tongue. Our tongue is one of the smallest members of our body, but it is the most powerful. And when we are identified, amen, and our connections are made with, in our relationships are either deteriorating established by the words that come out of our mouth. That is how powerful the tongue is. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. It's the fruit of the words that we speak. Our words are seeds. Your words and my words are seeds that will bear fruit to an environment in our lives, in our families, and in our homes. You may be thinking, well, words don't really matter all that much. They're just words. They're just words. You know, I, I've, I've heard I've heard people say over the years, over years of youth ministry and songs that they listen to that that glorify uh, uh, violence and, 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 and glorify uh, uh, drugs and glorify all sorts of immorality. And I've heard people say, I don't listen to the words. I just like the beat. Words don't matter. Well, the sun rises and falls spoke with words at the beginning of time that are still in existence today. That is the power of words. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4 says, where the word of a king is, there is power. There's power. That where do our words come from? These important things that come from our tongues that shape the environment of our homes. Where do our words come from? Our words are simply the outward manifestation of what is going on in our 
hearts. And it's this way for every single one of us. Our words are simply the outward manifestation of what is going on in our hearts. Our words are the fruit that emerges from the seeds of content that we take in with our eyes and our ears and they affect our heart. Amen. And something happens in the heart with the content that they, that we take in in the, the heart begins to produce and speak forth words that affect the environment that we live in whether it affects your life by yourself. Uh, we're most affected by our thoughts. Uh, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, uh, so is he. Uh, amen. And so we're affected by our thoughts, which come from the heart. Uh, amen. And our thoughts affect our words, uh, which come from the heart. Uh, and they affect the environment personally and the environment of all those who are around us. Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 33, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. The outward. Jesus continues, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You see, we aren't predestined to be good. We aren't predestined to be bad. We simply make choices. We make choices. We either make the tree of our lives good or we make the tree of our lives corrupt. And the tree is known by his or her fruit or his or her words. Our words are just the fruit of what's going on on the inside of us. The words that we speak affect our own lives and the words we speak affect the lives of all who are around us. You see, our words are felt most at home. The contents of our hearts are felt most at home. Our action or inaction is felt most at home. Our criticism is felt most at home. Our praise and affirmation of those around us is felt most at home. Our engagement with our spouses and our children or our avoidance of them is felt most at home. Our engagement or avoidance with God is felt most at home, right here at home. I believe God's speaking to us right now, and I, I want to encourage us right now not to drown out his voice. God is giving us tools for victory and joy 
to dwell and remain in our homes. It starts with our heart. It continues with our words today. I want to encourage us. Amen. Some of us may be feeling the presence of God and the voice of God reaching out to us and we may not be so sure how to deal with that today. I wanted us to encourage us not to drown out the voice of God, the busyness of life. Don't drown out the voice of God with another task on your to-do list. Don't drown out the voice of God with more entertainment. Don't drown out the voice of God with social media. The Lord loves us. And he's trying to help us hear me today. Please hear me. Hear the love of God coming through your screen today. The Lord loves us and he is trying to help us. He cares about us and he is reaching for us right now. And before I continue ministering the word of the Lord, I'd like for us to take a moment to pray. And we're going to minister some more here. But I'd like for us to take a moment right where we are to pray and ask God to help us to receive what he's trying to say to us because what he's trying to say to us is going to make, amen, our house a house of hope. Wherever you are right now, would you just lift your hands and close your eyes and pray and ask the Lord to, to help us today. Lord Jesus, we come before you. Lord, help us to recognize your voice. It is you, Lord Jesus, that is reaching for our attention. It is you, Lord, who cares about our emotional well-being. It is you, Lord, who cares about the spiritual environment of our thoughts, the spiritual environment of our families our marriages, our households, Lord. You care today. You're wanting to heal us. You're wanting to bring hope and joy and peace and victory in our lives. Help us to not drown you out. Help us to say, Lord, it does not feel good because, Lord, you're speaking to, to root, Lord, activity in my life. But, Lord, I want to be responsive to you. I want to receive what you're saying, Lord. And even if it requires a transformation in my life, I'll undergo that transformation so that I can be whole, so that my family can be made whole, so that my marriage can be made whole today. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, God cares. He cares. He's trying to show us the way. He's trying to give us the path. We spoke about last Sunday how the Lord being our shepherd in Psalm 23 and that it leads us in paths of righteousness. Amen. What we're hearing today uh, in the word of the Lord is God leading us as our shepherd in a path of righteousness. He's leading us in a path toward wholeness and restoration and peace. He is, he's leading us towards putting the broken fragments of our lives and our families and our households back together. That's what Jesus is doing right now. He cares about the environment in our homes. He cares about the pulse of our families. He cares about his presence filling and abiding in our homes. Jesus wants his presence in our homes. I believe that's why we're home today. There's a whole lot of things I don't know. I don't have all the answers concerning this crisis. 
I don't have all the answers concerning COVID-19. I don't know when. There's all sorts of prophets talking about false prophets, if you will, saying they know when this is going to happen, when that's going to happen, and so on. I say this. Let's not look to them. I say let's look to Jesus. Uh, but but there's going to be all sorts of people doing all sorts of things and re- responding to all sorts of ways to what's going on in our world today. But I, I say unto us, let's keep our eyes on Jesus Let's keep our eyes on his word. Let's keep our hearts open to prayer. And he's going to direct us. He's going to take care of us today. Amen. Jesus wants his presence to stay in our homes. It's very apparent here today that with the entire world being at home, there is a connection that God is wanting to make with every household upon the earth today. Psalm 16, verse 11, the Bible says, Thou, God, you will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. The original Hebrew description of this word presence in Psalm 16, 11, this word presence is described in Hebrew as the word face. Face, that's what presence means in this particular text. Our human nature makes this connection between presence and face when we say phrases like, don't talk behind my back, or why don't you say that to my face? When we use these phrases, we are indicating that we desire to be talked about in our very presence not somewhere else. Uh, you know, we, you know, we say phrases like, you know, take my name out your mouth or whatever. We're, we're, what we're indicating is this. We want to be spoken to face to face. We want to be communicated with right in our presence. That's what this word presence means. It means face. And when we use these phrases, we are saying we desire to be talked about in our own presence, meaning right in front of our face, meaning to face towards each other in close proximity. You see, the physical face of God we see repeatedly in Scripture is too bright for mankind to handle. It's like standing in close proximity to the sun. We would burn up by the power of the light of the sun. It is the same with the face of God. And so since the physical face of God is too bright and too powerful for us to happen in, to, for us to behold in this life, he gives us his presence. He gives us his presence. His presence is as intimate as we can be with God on this side of heaven. And then today, Jesus is saying, I want my presence in your house. Jesus is saying today, I want my presence not just for a few moments in your house, but I want my presence to abide and dwell in your house. And so, amen, the physical face of God is too bright for us to have to to handle. He gives us his presence. His presence is as intimate as we can get with him. And as close as we can get to God on this side of heaven. Until we see his face, we have his presence. His presence indicates that we have turned toward him. Hang on to this for a second. 
Hang on with pastor for just a moment. We're going somewhere. God's about to give somebody, amen, a victory right now. The light bulb is about to turn on from someone, amen. And, and whoo, my God. God, God's light is about to shine brightly in your life and in your home. His presence, we talked about in Psalm 1611, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. His presence indicates that we have turned towards him. His presence indicates that he is watching us. He is omnipresent. His existence is everywhere. He is in literally every place. He's here. He's, he's in Australia. He's in Greenland. He's all over the world at the same time. Amen. His presence is everywhere. His, um, his existence is everywhere. He's in every place. If you were physically in a room full of thousands of people, only those, and I know right now we can't do that, but you can imagine that with me. If you were in a room physically full of thousands of people, only those closest to you and facing you and engaging you would be those who are in your presence. You see God's existence in God's presence are two totally different things. His presence means that he has taken notice. God's presence means that someone has gotten his attention with their words and with their actions. God's presence means that in a world with billions of people, he has turned towards us. He has turned towards you. His presence is more than his existence. He has turned towards us with his presence in response to our turning towards him. The Bible tells us, amen, that if we draw nigh to him, amen, that he will draw near to us. That word nigh just simply means near. Amen. If we draw near to God, if we take intentionality to say, I'm going to pursue God. I want to connect with God. I want a relationship, not just mere religion, not just mere routine. I want to get close to God. God's presence will turn towards you. He will take notice of you amongst all the billions of the people of the world. His eyes will lock in on you. That's what his presence means today. The Bible says in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Woo, my God, that's enough to get very excited about today. When I turn towards God, amen, we catch his attention with praise. We catch his attention with worship, amen, and he turns, and he's more than just his existence, but he turns his presence, he turns his face towards those who worship, to those who draw near to him in his presence. There's fullness of joy. Fullness of joy, not just a little trickle of joy, not just a little drip of joy, but overflowing, running over joy for your life today, for your marriage today, for your family, and for your household. Jesus has unspeakable, everlasting, overflowing joy in his presence. 
for you and I. His presence. I don't know about you, but I want more of his presence. I don't know about you, but I can't afford to live my life without his presence. I don't know about you, but I know my marriage can't make it without the presence of God. I don't know about you, but I know my family cannot make it without the presence of God. I don't know about you, but I want my household to be filled with the presence of God. Enough of this depression, enough of this anxiety, enough of fear and doubt and division and bickering and divisiveness today. I want the joy of the Lord. I want the joy of the Lord. I want his presence to fill my life. Come on, if that's you, if that's your prayer, if that's your desire, won't you take a moment and clap your hands and lift your hands and say, Jesus, I want your presence in my life today. Hallelujah. Lord, I want you. I want you today. I want his presence. I need his presence. Oh, thank God we're in our house today. Come on. I'm not going to leave the presence of God to a building today. I'm not going to leave the presence of God in a church edifice today. But the presence of God, as we're underhearing the word of the Lord, the presence of God is going to fill our homes today. It's going to stay there in Jesus' name. Woo, why don't we clap our hands one more time? Come on, wherever you are, why don't you give praise unto the Lord and thank him for his presence. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you glory today. Hallelujah. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. You want to change the environment of your home? Get into his presence. You want things? You want the bickering to stop? You want the fighting to stop? Oh, hallelujah. You want, amen, the, the family division to stop? Get into the presence of the Lord. His presence changes everything. His presence. Jesus said in Luke 15, verse 10, I know we read this last week, but we're going to continue this again because it connects with the presence of God. And it's going to be the presence of God that changes our lives and our homes today. Amen. Jesus said in Luke 15, verse 10, likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Repentance gets the attention of God. Worship. Amen. We began the service with worship, with songs of praise. Amen. What that does is that gets our attention off of everything else, off of the bills, off of our health, off of, off of our latest unresolved conflict. Praise and worship gets our attention over all the things that aren't going to matter 10 years from now. And it gets our minds on our eternal God. Hallelujah. Amen. Worship gets our minds off of our problems. And worship unto God gets our minds onto the problem solver. Worship gets the attention of God. Praise gets the attention of God. Repentance invites his presence. Praise invites his presence. Praise is when I say, Lord, I give you glory. It's more than just words, more than idle words, but there's a heart that desires to honor God. That's what praise is. Praise invites his presence, and his presence shifts the atmosphere. His presence, God's presence, 
shifts the atmosphere of any home. His presence shifts the environment of any family. His presence shifts the environment, the spiritual environment of any life. Where his presence is, there will be joy. Where repentance is, there will be hope. Repentance opens the door to the presence of God. I'm trying to help somebody. God's trying to help somebody here today. I'm telling you, stop settling. Stop settling for chaos. Stop settling for emptiness. Stop settling for brokenness. It is not God's will for you. Jesus is saying, I'm here right now. I care about your situation. I care about the things you feel like you cannot fix. I care about the brokenness in your life. That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, invite me in. That's the thing about Jesus. He is a perfect gentleman. He will not barge his way in. He'll knock on the door. He'll knock on the door to try to get our attention, but we have to open it. Repentance opens the door to the presence of God. Repentance turns our heart towards God. In his presence, our hearts are changed. Come on. You hear that today? In his presence, our hearts are changed. And when our hearts are changed, our words and our actions will change. When our words and our actions change, the spiritual climate and environment in our families and in our households will change. The presence of God changes everything. The Bible says, hear me today. Amen. The Bible says that Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. The Bible says that Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Could it be that Cain learned his distancing from God, from mom and dad? Perhaps, I don't know how much more, we don't read too much about Adam and Eve beyond the garden and their time with God in the garden and, and, and then eating the fruit and being expelled from the garden. They hid from God. We don't read too much more about them other than that. Uh, but they lived many, many, many years, hundreds of years beyond that. And, and they were the parents of Cain and Abel. And, and, and who knows that maybe, maybe they hid themselves for the first time, but who knows how many other times they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Could it be that Cain, their son, watched mom and dad? And could it be that Cain saw their actions and heard their speech and learned distancing behavior from God, from his parents, and went out from the presence of the Lord? We don't know, but we can wonder. You see, our posture towards God matters. Amen. And while these, uh, Adam and Eve hid from the Lord, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Moses drew near to the presence of the Lord. The Bible says, speaks of the Lord speaking to Moses in Exodus 33, verse 14, that my presence shall go with you and give 
you rest. This is such a different outcome than Adam and Eve. Such a different outcome and connection than we see of Cain. The Lord says, my presence shall go with you and give you rest. Why was it different with Moses? Perhaps the Lord sent his presence with Moses because Moses went after the presence of the Lord. Instead of, of, instead of running from the presence of the Lord, Moses ran to the presence of the Lord. In Exodus 33, Exodus 33, 9, the Bible says that Moses entered the tabernacle, or in other words, Moses went to the place where God dwells. We're learning today that God is restricted, not, is not restricted to a physical today and every day. Moses went to that place to connect with God. The Bible talks about a cloudy pillar standing by the door where Moses went to connect with God. And the Bible says in that same chapter that the Lord talked with Moses. Amen. If you'll run to God, God will talk to you. The Lord talked with Moses. And as in, in the scripture, in Exodus 33, I don't have time to read all the scriptures today, but I encourage you to take time on your own to read Exodus chapter 33. Amen. As Moses went into the presence of the Lord, as Moses went into the tabernacle, which is the dwelling place of God's presence, there were people in close proximity to where Moses was worshiping. There were people in close proximity to where Moses was pursuing God. And as those people in close proximity to Moses saw Moses getting close to the Lord, they followed his lead and they also began to get close. And they rose up from where they were sitting to worship the Lord. You see, Moses was their leader. And they followed their leader in worship unto the Lord. Amen. Men, let me talk to us for just a moment. I want to encourage you to lead your family in worship. Amen. Lead your family in prayer. Amen. It just leading simply means that we go first. Amen. I want to speak to some, some dads. I want to speak to some moms today. I want to speak to some wives today. I want to speak to some, some parents, some single parents here today. Amen. Let us lead the way of our home and worship unto the Lord. Amen. Your kids may not follow suit right away. They may not jump on board right away. They're looking to see. Husbands, your wife may not jump on right away. Oh, but I understand. What they're looking to see is, is, is are you going to be consistent? Is this just a one-time thing? Is this just a once-in-a-blue-moon event? Or are you going to seek? Are we going to seek the Lord and worship him continually? As Moses began to worship, the people followed his lead, and they also began to worship. They worshiped the Lord. And as Moses worshiped, they worshiped. And as they all together worshiped, the presence of the Lord came closer. Amen. And just two verses later, amen, before when it was just Moses by himself, the Bible says the Lord talked with Moses. But in just a few verses down, when Moses and the people all together, when every household got involved in prayer and worship, the Lord moved closer and talked with Moses 
from face to face. When it was just Moses by himself, the Lord just spoke to Moses. But when the household got involved, when every household got involved in prayer, and every household got involved in worshiping the Lord, the Lord moved closer and spoke face to face. Something powerful happens when families get involved in praying together and inviting the presence of the Lord into their homes. Victory happens. Deliverance happens. Hope happens in the house. Psalm 133, verses 1 through 3, it nearing a close here. Amen. The Bible says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren or how good and how pleasant it is for our family to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that's descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. When our families and our households are unified in worship, God pours his precious ointment on us. His ointment represents his spirit. And when families are unified in worship and prayer, and our house is a house of prayer, amen, the Bible says that God commands his blessing to that house. God commands his life and vibrancy to that house. Oil is symbolic in scripture of the spirit of God. And uniting in prayer will invite the presence of God to reign in our homes. And his spirit will affect our speech. At the Tower of Babel, this is how powerful words are. This is how powerful unity and our personal spiritual environments are. At the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 10, the people of the world united against God. In their hearts, they hated God. And at Babel, they united against God. Every one of them had their personal spiritual environment of hatred towards God. And they brought that, those, they unified those spiritual environments together to create one people unified against God. God. And as they unified against God, the Bible says the Lord divided their tongue. God set them, he separated them with their language. And this is why we have 6,500 languages spoken in the world today. Our words matter. They matter. But on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, when there were 120 people who were stuck in a house, who stayed in a house, and they were unified in prayer in their house. Amen. While he divided their language at Babel, he united their language at the day of Pentecost. And the Lord poured out his spirit just like oil, and it touched everyone in the house from their head to toe. And he united their languages as they spoke in a heavenly tongue from heaven. The Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, and it changed their lives forever. It changed their households forever. It changed their speech. It changed 
how they use their earthly language. They commune with God in a heavenly language. It affected how they used their earthly language now where they were speaking words of hatred and words of bitterness and jealousy and division. Now they're speaking words of love and joy and peace and restoration. That's what happens when households, when families get unified in prayer in the presence of God. The Spirit of God deepened how they loved one another. The Spirit of God built faith and love that could not be destroyed both personally and in their families today. You see, when you take a vessel of oil, filled with oil, and you set its wick on fire, it gives light to the whole house. That's what happens when we invite the presence of God. That's what happens when we allow God to fill us with his spirit, the entire household unites in prayer and the environment changes. I'd like us to take a moment and gather our households together at this time. Grab everybody in the house, wherever you are, grab everybody in the house. I'm going to give you a moment. Get everybody where you're watching this today, if it's in your living room or special room, get everyone together. If you're already gathered together, why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to take time to pray. Amen. And we're going to invite the presence of God in our home today. I, that's part of why I believe all of us are at home. God is wanting to shift the environment of our homes. You see, before we were relegated or had to stay in our home to stop the spread of this virus, you know, at the most we would see our families and our loved ones nights and weekends scattered here, scattered there. We make plans to go here, to do this, to go there. And now we can't go anywhere. And now that we can't do anything. And there's, there's dynamics in our lives today. Amen. That we are having to come face to face with. There's challenges that maybe were easy to ignore by heading off to work or heading off to school. And, and there's things that we could overlook and, and say, Oh, Maybe that'll die out or maybe that pink elephant will just kind of vanish and nobody will notice it. But now that we're all in our houses together, we have to look at what we're dealing with face to face. But we don't have to fear. Jesus has a solution. Jesus has an answer. Jesus can shift the environment of our homes. And it begins like this with the content we bring into our hearts, our eyes, our ears, what's being said. What are the words that we're speaking? What are the words that we're seeing? What are the words that we are hearing? It affects the environment. We can dictate this environment with and allow the presence of God to change the environment by deciding to pursue him in prayer, by deciding to be committed to opening his word by pursuing him in praise and worship today. And as we invite his presence, as we get his attention with worship, with honoring the Lord, with praise, 
Hey man, we pray with words. Why? You know, because I could just pray in my head and yes, does God know my thoughts? But their death and life is in the power of the tongue. And so we're going to pray here in just a few moments of time. And I want to encourage everyone listening to the sound of my voice today that as we pray, let's lift up our voices in prayer. Do more than keep the words in your head. Why? Because the words, the air that comes out of our mouth is going to affect the atmosphere of our home. So let's affect the atmosphere with praise and worship unto Jesus. Let's affect the atmosphere of our homes. Amen. With the joy of the Lord, the truth of the Lord, the peace of the Lord. It's going to break chains. It's going to invite God's light to push back all the darkness today. And so we're going to pray at this time and we're going to, we're, the music's going to play and we're going to pray for a little bit. I want to encourage you, do not disconnect at this time, but let's connect with God. Would you lift your hands and would you lift your hearts and can we pray together in this place today? Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I first, Lord God, I want to repent of my sins today. Lord God, I want you to know that I'm sorry, Lord. Lord, for things that I've said wrong, for things that I've done wrong, Lord, for the times that I was negligent of my devotion to you, Lord, I ask you to forgive me for times, Lord God, I was disinterested, Lord, or, or too busy for your presence today, Lord God, I'm turning my attention towards you, Lord, I don't want to be like Adam and Eve and Cain when they hid from you and they ran from you, but Lord, I want to be like Moses where I run to you your presence, Lord. Lord God, where I run to prayer, where I run to your word, when I run to songs of praise, Lord, I'm going to lift up my voice, Lord Jesus. Lord, I love you today. I worship you today. Lord, I'm turning my heart from sin and I'm turning towards your righteousness. Come on, right wherever you are right now, come on, lift up your heart towards Jesus. Lift up your voice to Jesus. Come on, everybody in the house. Oh, our words of praise are shifting the atmosphere in his presence. There's fullness of joy. Let's continue to worship him. Lord, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I thank you for your goodness, Lord. Help me to keep my eyes on you.